Praise God! Here we are, a brand new day, brand new day for brand new us, <laughs> a brand new day for brand new us, a brand new day for brand new us. And you know why it's a brand new day? Because we're brand new, and so the day has to match our newness. So because we're brand new, it has to be a brand new day. There's no such thing as being brand new and having an old, tattered day. In Christ, all things are brand new. And we have been for about maybe the last month and a little over that, um, uh, talking specifically on, on, um, the character of God that we now have, and that is a God is love. And we looked at love has guts and the guts of love is being faith and, and that faith never quits and that, that guts are required not so much to win because already that victory is assured. It's done in Christ, but the guts was required for not to quit. So that was a love has guts. And then we talked about love leading us and, and that Jesus is our good shepherd that he laid down his life so that we can now hear his voice and follow him. And then we looked at love, love never gives up. Love never gives up and love doesn't quit. And so I, I had kind of assumed we might continue the same theme, but the Lord uh, yesterday reshifted my focus. And the title for today is new you, new you, new you. It goes back to the core of, of really what I believe um, that we are about, and that's new creation. That without a recognition of being brand new in God, life will be very challenging because we, especially when we get born again, are so familiar with the old nature. We're so familiar with the old man. We're so familiar with old ways and patterns of thoughts and things that worked for a season that, that we really relied on to get us through a hard moment. And now we get born again. We have this encounter with God. We have the witness of the Holy Spirit within us that, that, that now we, we, our eyes illuminate and we recognize Oh my, there is a brand new reality I never knew of. And it's, it's the reality of God. And that's a moment to recognize that God is real and that we are part of this new reality and we get born again. And at that moment, everything changes. Now, unfortunately for most, um, it's not a very dramatic, spectacular transformation that you start. For others, there are some that have a very transformative encounter where they can go back to and say that really marked my moment and from there on I can see I really changed it but oftentimes it's a progression oftentimes it's as soon as we get born again it's brand new right off the bat there is nothing out about the new creation but it 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 is such a evolving transformation that is really based on the abiding in the word. It's based on the hearing of his voice. It's based on the renewing of our mind. And so when I say new you, it's really getting to know us in the manner of God. When I say new you, it's really coming to know who we truly are, that really we are brand new creation because we're brand new creation and nothing of the old can communicate to me who I am now. Meaning, nothing of my old 
instrumentation of navigation of what used to work or didn't work or, or form patterns of thoughts to define me. None of it anymore has any bearings on this new reality. And so if I am brand new, then, then I have to find out what this brand new is. Who am I now? Who am I now? And so if we go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, most popular verse that we've, we've looked at oftentimes, and anyone that's born again is, is a definitive verse of, of reality here. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is where? In Christ. He is a new creation. So now I have a brand new placement. Right right at that moment, I see I'm not in the world anymore. I'm not of the world anymore. I'm not of natural descent anymore. Now I am of Christ. I am in Christ. And by the very manner of this new divine placement in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the body of the divine, I, 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 the old man, I had to die so that I can now be brought into a brand new reality that is only done through the new birth unless we're born of the spirit unless we're born again like Jesus says to Nicodemus actually let's go to John from here you can keep your finger where you're at but if you can go to John 3 we say unless you're born again unless you're born again you must be born again you must be born again well what does that mean we, we, what does that mean? It means you're brand new now. To be born again means you're not longer after the natural birth. You had to have a second birth. You had to have a brand new birth to be partaker of the kingdom of God. Jesus in John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered Nicodemus, the rule of the Jews had come by night to talk to Jesus. And Jesus answers this, this, this scholarly man, this religious mind. He answers, says, you... Sorry, most assuredly I say to you, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, unless one is born again, or that we can say, um, unless one is born from above, unless you're born of the heavenly, unless you're born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't see the kingdom of God. And so Nicodemus is stumped by that. He says, well, how can I go back in my mother's womb? to be born again. And, and Jesus said, most assuredly in five, I say to you, unless one, unless, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You cannot have an understanding of the kingdom of God unless you're born again, unless you're born from above, which means a brand new mind, which means brand new identity, which means a brand new existence. It means I'm not anymore who I thought I was. I'm not anymore who I thought I was. I'm not anymore who I thought I was. Just by the, in that moment of the encounter of the revelation that now I'm a child of God, suddenly at that moment, everything that's to be communicated to me is like, I'm not who I was anymore. And that, that is very liberating, but also very intense. <laughs> Because now you're like, ah, 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 so I have to forsake all of that which I thought I was. And there, there lays the challenge of the believer. It's of the forsaking of the old man. 
It's reckoning that old man dead. It's not relying on what I thought it was. But now that I'm born again, now that I'm part of the kingdom of God, now that I'm born of the spirit, because Jesus continues, says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So now, right there, I recognize I'm not of flesh anymore. I'm what? Of spirit. I'm not of flesh anymore. And, and so here, I'm of spirit. Keep your, keep your finger, John 3, don't, don't budge. But if we go back to where we just read, uh, 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new. Actually, right before that, verse 16. Well, let's go to 15. 15. He died for all. That those who live should live no longer for themselves. He died for all. What? So that those who live should live no longer for themselves. So there, now I have another qualifier. Now that I'm born again. I don't live for myself anymore. I don't live for myself anymore. What do you mean you don't live? I don't spend for myself. I don't take thought about myself, what I should eat, what I should wear. I, I, I'm not of my own anymore. I am purchased by the blood of the Lamb. I, I, there was a ransom paid, the body of Christ. There was a ransom paid, the body of Christ. So that I can live for him now. Because he took me back. He paid the full value. He, 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 okay. Uh, so I'm going to open another verse. Because we're just going to be multitasking today. Peter, Peter writes this. First Peter, first Peter. You don't have to live, there'll be a lot of living. If you can just listen, that will be fine. There are moments where this is all recorded so you can go back and, and listen to it. So let's, let's just, if we just tune in and we don't have to flip all the pages, but because sometimes you can get distracted in trying to find the verse. But first Peter, I have all of them bookmarked, so it'll be easier for me. Uh, first, first Peter 1, uh, if we go to, to 18, knowing that you are not redeemed, you are not ransomed, you are not ransomed, knowing that you are not redeemed with perishable things of silver and of gold with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the traditions from your fathers. You see, we had in the flesh traditions of our fathers. The flesh actually is a perfect mimicker of how we're brought up in the natural. The flesh doesn't do anything of what they've seen to do. The flesh is not creative in nature. The flesh is a, the flesh is calibrated to work one way. And because it's fallen flesh, it's corrupted. And so everything that we've received of the traditions of our fathers is corrupted. The better word is programmed. The flesh is programmed to be a mimicker of the traditions of man. Well, that's why now that we are spirit, we're to what? Mimic our heavenly father. Right? That's what Paul writes to, to, to the Ephesians, to mimic our heavenly father, to imitate our God, our father. 
that we're now children of light and we're to walk in the light. And so really, we are always imitating and perpetuating that which we have seen. And when we realize that now the traditions of men are corrupted, but I'm not after that manner of corruption anymore. I am ransomed out of it. I am ransomed. I, I want to look at the word redeemed uh, that Peter writes right here in this verse. It is to release on, received, uh, on receipt of ransom. It's to redeem, to release by paying a ransom, to liberate, to liberate. So we have been the ransom for us. We were snatched. We were kidnapped, so to say, by an evil king. <laughs> and so Father God loved us so much that he came and ransomed us through the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he paid the price that we could never pay, that we could never be redeemed of ourselves or of another because it was too high of a ransom. The fall was too great. The fall was too great. That only God could ransom us. And he did. And he did. And he snatched us back. The word talks about being snatched back. And now that we are in the very hand, in the very palm of the loving father. That no one now can snatch us back because he's paid the price. We are his. No one has a right to us. The ransom's been paid. We're totally his now. But the issue is not on God's end. It's we in the renewing of the mind to recognize I'm not now that I have been what? redeemed from my aimless conduct that was received by the traditions from my fathers. And so I am ransomed now with the precious, verse, verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, the price of this pure ransom, like as a lamb without blemish, as a lamb without blemish, he laid down his life for us. How precious are we in his sight? How, how delivered are we from evil? And so when I say new you, it is really new you. It's a ransomed you. It's a brand new creation you. And you're not to even think of the old you because that old you does not exist anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. With God's concern, it's a brand new creation. He is spirit and we're born of his spirit. We're no longer flesh. We're no longer, I'm, I'm just all over. That's okay. I, I just want to look at Romans 8. Romans 8, 9, I believe it is. I do have a bookmark on it somewhere. I have a lot of bookmarks here today. Because it just bears for me to read it. It just bears for me to read it. Romans 8, Kila Barukula Bandarila Hasatata. Kila, for it's a new day, the Lord says. It's a new day to match the new you, 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 the new you. Hallelujah. Kila Batulaba. Let's see, 8 5, Romans. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And that's the key, is what we set our minds on. 
will determine how we live. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their minds on what? The things of the Spirit. And that's what Paul in Colossians 3 writes, the way to set our, our mind, our affections up above. That we are to put our gaze up above on the Lord Jesus Christ. For where he is, we are. Here, Colossians 3, 1. If then you were raised with Christ, we were raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. What does this say? Verse 2. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. Why above? Because that's where we are now. We are born from where? From above. So when... To set my mind above is actually I'm looking eye to eye into my father. Eye to eye into my father's gaze. I am already above. To set my mind above is really to think his thoughts. Where I am. From the place where I am. Because I've been raised together with him. I'm far above, the word says. I'm placed now far above. That's the new me. The new me is above. The new me is after the heavenly. The new me is a divine creation of glory. The new me is of God. Of God, you are in Christ, Paul writes the Corinthians. As of God, you are in Christ. He says the same here in, in Colossians 3, 3, 2. For set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. We're not here earthly. For you died. <laughs> and your life is hidden. Hidden. My life is hidden. No one can snatch me out of the hand of God because my life is hidden where? With Christ in God. The body of Christ is the body of God. The fullness of God resides in the body of Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Because you see, he is my life. So when he is seen, I'm seen. And when I see him, I see my life. When I see him, I see my life. Back to Romans 8. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that is really, that is the measure for me. Life and peace determines, all right, I've set my mind on the right thing. But turmoil and chaos is carnality. So I go to nine. But you are not in the flesh. We are not of the old man. We, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Well, we have the spirit of Christ and we are his. And so we know we are born of the spirit. We are born from above. We are born again. And that is who we truly are. That is who we truly, truly are. And that's why if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, 
He who raised Christ from the dead gives life to our mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. Back to, I want to. Actually, in 1 Corinthians 6, I'll just read a few verses. Paul talking. 6.12, all things he says are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. And I've often meditated this, this, this um, verse because he qualifies what he means to, by it. So I'll read again. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. They're not beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. I will not be brought under the power of any. Which means if something wants to put me under, it's not beneficial for me. Let it go, Desi. Just let it go. If it's putting me under, it's not working right for me. Because I'm from above. I'm above all things in the spirit. And so how I know what's beneficial for me is that which communicates I'm from above. That which elevates me in my conscience that I am now of God. I'm in Christ Jesus. And if I died with him, I have been now brought up with him into newness of life. And so my new life is a life from above. It might seem elementary but it's actually very profound to be able to live life from this revelation that in Christ I am above all and that there is no pressure on my outer man to perform. I just know I am. I just know I am. That was another season of my life. This was the verse he gave me about exactly a year ago, actually, in... um, I believe it's chapter 4. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 4, 6, the tail end of it. Paul was saying, Paul was saying that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written. That you may learn, he says, look at us, Paul is saying, that you may learn not to think beyond what is written. What that means is, is reign your mind in the word. Reign your mind. Let the voice of God reign you in so you follow after him alone. Do not think beyond of that which is written. Do not allow anything of what's not written to subdue you. It's not beneficial for you. Only what's beneficial is what is written of him. That which he has written about you. And so if you you knew you, I think of, you know, buying a new outfit, getting a new hairdo. What do you do? You stay in the mirror for a little moment and you look at yourself. You check yourself out. And you just do a little pirouette. You just spin around and you, you know, you flip air. You do, you, 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 you are getting to know yourself in this new light. You're getting to know yourself with a new do. You're getting to know yourself with this new outfit on. Well, we are clothed in Christ now. We have the closet of God now. We have the do of God, the very glory, the very reflection of the Father. And just because I am still at times more aware of Carl doesn't mean 
I don't press to attain to this higher reality. Keep going back to the mirror and reacquaint yourself with how you look. Keep going back to the mirror and reacquaint yourself with who you are. Keep going back to the mirror. Keep flipping the pages and do the little parades, the little dances. Say, oh God, I'm brand new today. Oh, I'm new. You made me new today. I don't have to be under that which is not beneficial for me, God. I don't have to be subject to that which is not working for your glory here today, Father. I don't have to be submitted to some evil ruler of an evil thought, Father. I can bring it down because now I'm of you, Father. And as you are dominion and power and might and glory, I am too here on earth. Dominion and power, might and glory. You have given me a say-so now. Your very voice is trumping and moving my voice, Father. So I don't be subject to a lower voice. So I don't be subject to accusation and guilt and condemnation. But you have taken me up from the lower realm of hate, of human existence, of demonic interference, up above and I am placed far above so I can have the far above thoughts as I behold you, Father. What a glorious new existence. What a glorious new existence. That as he is, so are we now here on earth. What a glorious new reality that we can grow in and grow in and run in and be freer and freer and freer yet. Because we go from glory to glory as our mind is renewed by this divine word. By the divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit that he brings to remembrance the utterances of God. We're dawn in glory. And truly all of creation wants to know the new you. Everyone is waiting on you to know the new you. So get to know the new you. Everyone's waiting that we know the new you. How do I know that? The word says so. Go back to Romans 8. Go back to Romans 8 here. That's what I wrote down. Everyone's waiting on, on, on you to know you. On you to know you. Satan seems to know some things about us. Why is it so confrontational is he with us? Aha, under our feet he is. Torment. We're not about torment. We're about liberty of mind. <laughs> <laughs> We've been ransomed. The price is paid. Say, too late, Satan, too late, too late. I'm not of yours anymore. I'm snatched out of, I'm transferred. I'm transferred out of the kingdom of darkness because of a price that was paid for me. Not yours no more. You've got no right to talk to me. I've got no right to listen to you. You bear no truth for me, Satan. This is my truth. The utterance of the voice of God is my truth. The word of God is my truth. My reality has already been written out. And I do not think anything beyond that which is written. That which is uttered in my hearing. That's why he says, Romans 8, 18, For I can assure that the suffering of this present time are not worthy. Not worthy. They're like, ha ha, laughable. It's laughable. It's laughable. How can I say that when there's some moments that are so intense because of what he says thereafter? 
It doesn't compare with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I either believe the word or I don't believe the word. I choose on the basis of my persuasion of the word of God what I believe and what I magnify and what I amplify. And so this is stirring me on to amplify the right thing. That that which I'm going through right now, it's nothing in comparison to the glory that's being revealed in me, in comparison to the new nature that's being revealed even before my own sight. God, really? I'm that spectacular? I'm that spectacular that I'm made of your spirit as you are spectacular, God. You've endowed me with your Holy Spirit. Like, wow, God, that I'm not my own anymore. Yeah, and I, 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 I was going to read something else here too. 1 Corinthians 6, I didn't continue it. After Paul saying that in, in 12, the tail end, that um, he will not be brought under the power of any. Talks about food and sexual sin. And then verse 15, do you not know that your bodies, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Members of Christ. And verse 17, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 19, or do you not know that your body is what? The temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you're not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. This is the most profound statement. Do you not know that your body is the temple? The temple, God, I'm the temple. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we know of the glory of the former temple. And how much more glorious is this divine reality of the body of Christ? There's a voice over the world. There's a ruling, governing body. For you are bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And I love that I, I wrote the price. The body of Jesus is the price that so we now be part of his body divine. He laid down his body. He became flesh and died for us. So we now be part of this divine resurrected body. Now we can go to Romans 8. And so the new you, the new you is God's. It's of God. It's of God. Belongs to God. And so all creation is groaning for this unveiling of our new us. For the earnest, this is Romans 8, 19 now. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits. And we read some, some months ago back, eagerly waits. It's like on tippy-toe waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. The revealing of the sons of God. Who is in you? You. You're a son of God. You're the child of the most high God. You're the daughter of the king. You are brand new. And creation is waiting for you to know who you are. For you to walk in who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, how can you walk in who you are? If we don't really know who we are, how can we walk out this divine reality? Ignorance is costly. It's ensnaring. 
It keeps us locked into an old mindset, an old mindset that is truly, really dead. Because it's been crucified. Creation was subjected to futility, not willing, not willingly, but because of him who subjected in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That as we recognize that we are delivered from the traditions of corruption, that when we recognize we're not to know ourselves after the old man, when we recognize that we are brand new creation now, now, now we're coming into a liberty that we've been set free into, and this liberty is liberating all of creation. The what I think on affects creation. What I meditate on, the way I walk from this meditation is affecting creation. Who are we? Fooling around in, in, in the back bend, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the sand. When we're made to soar as eagles, the heights of God. Divine wisdom and revelation. Walking as a son of God. Liberating creation. Not of my own outer self, but through the revelation, through the power of the Holy Ghost, as my mind is renewed to this divine reality, and I behold Him who is above, because I am above all things, that there is a transformative power that's working out and through me. That is beyond my, my human carnal understanding. It is a life eternal. Because those that have the Son have life. That we now hammers possessors of eternal life. And eternal life possesses us. Eternal life has us. Oh, passion. Passion for reality. Passion for truth. Passion for unburning. Unburning a release into this glorious reality of the sons of God. The sons of God. Brand new. Brand new. We are brand new today. Brand new today. Nothing of the old man. I don't live life for myself no more. I live for God. I live for God. Going back to 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according. This is verse 16. 2 Corinthians 5, 16, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, not even myself. Even, not even Jesus himself, we're not to regard the flesh. What a profound statement. So tucked in here, we can miss it, what it actually means. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now, and I think of, you know, John and Peter and James, and they knew Christ according to the flesh, but yet now, we know him thus no longer. We're to know him after the spirit. We're to know him resurrected king, the soon coming king. He's coming back. I just got a little note from a friend. Hi, friend. And it was Jesus coming back, but not as a babe, but as a king. As a king. He's coming back as a king. Not in a manger will you find him, but triumphant, ruling, mighty. It's coming back. Even though we have known Christ according to flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 
If anyone is in Christ and we are, he is a new creation. He is brand new. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And then it says, now all things are of God. All things are of God. All things are of God now. Kila bandarita. Therefore, this is the Strong's I want to look at. If anyone is in Christ, and that is in, is actually in. If anyone in Christ, in, among, a relationship of rest, in, at, we're in him now. He is new, and that word new is fresh, new, unused, novel, of uncertain affinity, new. I want to look at closer here. Properly new in quality, innovation, fresh in development or opportunity because not found exactly like this before. Not found exactly like this before. <laughs> Brand new. Brand new. There is, there is a, the, the Greek lexicon, if we look at that, as, as re, respects from recently made new, so unused and worn superior, what superior to what it succeeds, it's greater than, then respect to substance of a new kind, unprecedented, novel, uncommon, unheard of, newer. And I, I love here the, uh, some of the references, for example, that uses this word, that we are now what? A new creation, the word new. It's about the new, the, the wine being poured into fresh new wineskins. We know that if new wine is poured into old wineskins, the skins are destroyed, but we have to pour the new wine in, in new wineskins. To behold this new wine of the Holy Spirit. And so the transformation of the believer is of utmost importance in this hour. A transformation of a mindset. Forsake the old mind and, and put on the life of Christ. Put on that divine mind that you now have. Only one mind God has. The mind of Christ. No other options but the mind of Christ in this hour. So the new wine. New wineskins. It's new garments. We are brand new. And so we have a new wine and we also brand new wineskin. And so nothing of the old that filled us up is of any value. And nothing of the old wineskin that held the old is of any value. It's a brand new season to match the brand new of who we are so because of it, the way we find, the way we find who we are is there's only one way. Look at the mirror of the word. And so we can go to James, the mirror of the word. James 1. There's so much here. We go to 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. See, we are, why would he say be doers of the word? rather than obey the word. Because the word became flesh. And the word does. The word became flesh and the word does. The word is the word, doesn't obey. The word is the word. 
and the word does. And so we are doers of the word because from this brand new creation man, we are, I, I never finished reading there in, in what Peter says, but that we are, we are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. We are born of the word of God. And because we're born of the word of God now, we are very, the, the way Jesus, the, the inception of, of, of Jesus in Mary's womb, there was the word be, Mary, what did Mary said? Be, be it unto me according to your word. And so, you know, Jesus, Jesus was conceived in Mary's womb and, and he was born and he grew in stature. He walked in truth and grace, but he grew in the stature of God. And so we are now walking the very same expression of divine life, that we are growing and maturing in this divine revelation of who we are, that we truly are because born of the word and expression of the word of God on earth. We're, we carry the voice of God. We carry the very voice of God. And because we're born of the word now, we can be doers of the word, not just hearing, because the hearer is someone that's separate from the word, but we are now one with the word. We are the very essence of the word. The word of God is our DNA. The word of God is my composition. The word of God is my life. And so we are to be doers of the word, not just hearers, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, she can't have an external hearing of the word. It only lasts for a little bit. But when you start engaging this new life, you become a doer. You need this divine engagement to do the word, to walk out the word, to think the word, to be the word. Not just hearing, play the sermon again. Okay, re replay. Okay, replay. Okay, replay. Didn't get it. Okay, I'm stumbling on my flesh. Still stumbling. Okay, replay. No. The word is in me now. The message of Christ is in me. And yes, I do edify myself through the hearing of a message. But I'm a doer of the word now. I'm of a higher rank than the Old Testament where they had to obey the word. Doesn't mean you disobey. Gotta be, you know, some people I can, can run away. What, there is a greater depth of revelation that I'm talking about that we are now Allowing the word to do the work through us. So if anyone is a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. We read last week, I believe it was, what the dog going back to its vomit. Because you're still in the old man. You're still in the old man. The old man will only produce what the old man produces. It mimics what the traditions of your fathers are. It's about the internality of God within me. Christ now, the message is in me. And as I hear his voice, the voice leads me and I'm a doer of the word of God. So I don't ever forget who I am. I don't ever have to revert to the old man. I don't ever forget who I am because I'm now being moved by an internal working of the Holy Spirit. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. This one will be blessed in what he does. We're like, okay, let me read the Bible again. I'm going to be blessed. No wrong thought process. You are blessed. You're born from above. 
You read the word to edify who you are. You read, you partake of this word to, to communicate that you now have divine nature. This is your food. I wrote there, don't be a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will bless in what he does. So the doer of the word is blessed in what he does. I wrote because the blessed will work. The blessed will work. What works? The word works. What's blessed? The word's blessed. I'm of the word. I am blessed. When the word is working in my life, blessing is blessing. It's blessing. That's what the creation is crying out. Get to know that you are already blessed. Get to know who you are. Because when you know that the blessing is already the blessed of the nature of being a doer of this blessing. I am the blessing. I am the blessing. And when this blessing works with the revelation, it's blessing the multitudes in the world. That's what we're talking about. Not let me do one more thing so I get blessed. Not blessed enough yet. I, I gotta get, I gotta wax more rich. I gotta wax more strong. We are strong. We are blessed. We have the very life of God. Release the life of God. That's the message. Release the life of God. Stop holding it back. Hoarding for yourself. Get to know who you are and release the new you on the world. Let it pour out. Let it pour out. Be a doer of, be a doer. Let the word work. Be a doer of life. Let life work. That's it. We're done. Life's working. Glory be to God. Amen. <laughs>